Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Middle call! Baby, hey! What's up, everybody? Sunday night. Here on this Chiefs podcast. We've become known around the country for our Chiefs broadcasting. Great to see you. I'm Guy, that's John. It's our YouTube channel and our podcast. I'm not pregnant. But I mean, she, Rihanna's pregnant, right? But she has an eight one, Yeah, It was one of those, we were doing the math, like everyone on the couch, and I, I was looking at Twitter. Uh, Twitter, I feel, you know, there weren't many Skip Baylesses. Everyone was very hesitant because you just can't, you know, she fat or whatever. Yep, not the place. But you start doing the math, May, because I got a couple, still the baby weight. You start doing the math, you're like, no, because her face was skinny. There was supposed to be a special guest, I guess, and it's pretty clear that the special guest is the baby. Oh, I kept waiting for you too, or Jay Z or something. Well, then they started doing a couple Kanye songs. Like, is Kanye gonna fucking come out of nowhere? <laughs> That'll melt down the internet. That would have been a, a moment. I know. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's got to be baby. I think it's got to be baby. I thought the levels, that whole thing, was pretty cool. Not, you know, you, this is not the show you come to for halftime. Uh, that's not our thing. But I thought that everyone her falling out of the sky. Well, she, has, awesome. she, she has fantastic songs. You know, most well, of the songs are just bangers. Watching it, they're like, this is just banger after banger. And she could have kept yeah. going, probably. She, I, 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 uh, I like her tunes. You know, she's just, yeah. we've had some controversial ones. Remember, we, the weekend, we couldn't quite figure out how good he was. He's obviously really good, but, you know, yeah. it's like, this is just, it's pretty undisputed. Like, you throw on a Rihanna song, it's one of her 10. Oh, you mean as the halftime show? Right, right. It's just an easy, like, the, the, can't miss. the, the meme of the weekend trying to find his way out of like that glass hallway was that an award show or was that a Super Bowl show? I think wasn't that a Super Bowl? Was that thought, a, that must have been the Super Bowl then? Yeah, okay. I thought it was. Yeah, it had to have been. How how will you remember the Eminem uh, halftime show? The AI version or this version? The, wasn't that last year? Wasn't an Eminem last year? Like fifty? Remember fifty was hanging upside down? Or maybe that was the twenty nineteen Super Bowl. No, that was last year because like, yeah. he's bloated. He's bloated. <laughs> he's like, I'm hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, he's fat. He's fat. Uh, 
this one was better, I thought. Yeah, yes. I think it's better when you just have less going, like just have one person taking it down, right? I, I would like one special jump in, and I would prefer, I thought it got better, the halftime show, when they, when like the band was out there. Like, I like just some, like a band, you know. Like tonight, they had a drummer and guitarist. Like it makes it a little better. And when like the music eight is live. million other people in little outfits. It was crazy how I they the dancing. I, I like the little dancing outfits. Yeah, it was it was it was impressive. It was impressive. Um, we are brought to you by our friends at. I don't know if you saw Super Bowl week, John. It's uh, all over the Super Bowl. Sleep number, sleepnumber dot com slash ham. Sleepnumber dot com slash ham. Whether you like to sleep a little softer, John Sleep Number is a forty. Or a little firmer. I'm a 55. They got something for everybody in your bed at sleepnumber.com slash ham. We love our friends at Sleep Number. Uh, I love sleeping to get a great night's sleep. I'm going to do it later tonight. Freezing cold temperatures. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I could, if if you said you want to be closer to 60 or 70, I would lean closer to 60. You're talking temperatures, but, not sleep numbers now. Yeah, talking temperatures here. So, I, you know, I think anywhere between 65 and 67, no one can complain. I, I understand 64, 63 could be very uncomfortable for some, but it's just, it's a way to get a great night's sleep, get up early, and then separate from the pack when you uh, when you start work on a Monday morning, like tomorrow, for whatever reason. People have been complaining about forever that's not a holiday. Uh, which doesn't seem like it's coming anytime soon. But get your sleep number bed. We can't recommend enough. You and I have been sleeping in them for a long time. That's right. Choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number so you can be at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Right now, discover special offers for a limited time at your local Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com slash ham. Uh, this just in, John, as we are, for those of you listening to this maybe early in the week, Let's get this out first thing in the show. Debo Samuel announced he's a Super Bowl champion. Debo Samuel's done another interview, and he says, we would have beat those guys. They suck. Debo, what team? Every single person plan. Debo, the Chiefs beat you 44 to 20. Is Debo the only guy that went to Radio Row for like four days? How was Debo? Interview out with Debo on Wednesday. Interview out with Debo on Thursday. Interview out with Debo on Friday. Interview out with Debo on Saturday. Debo, I think I think he's the only guy. I think a lot of them stayed for some of the parties. I think Drake did for some of the like elites, a sweet like party in a hangar. So uh-huh. a lot of guys stayed. I do think he's the only guy who came back to interview like three straight days. Most just do the one. Like he's it's like you talking to Brandon Marshall. That was like on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> you know, he's, just, he's like, I got takes, guys. Fucking ask me. You you want me to shit on one of the Eagles secondary? Fucking throw me a fastball. Well, most times if you only do an interview on one day, which is what most people do. Then you say whatever you say, and you make news for 24 hours, and then you're gone. But Debo like kept coming back to continue the the like the news cycle and like to follow up because then it'd be a follow up interview and he'd do a follow up take and then a follow up interview and a follow up take. My favorite line he had was like uh, with Marshall and crew. I, sometimes now with all these player podcasts, they can you, you are a little more you have the opportunity to get something kind of juicy. Yeah, yeah, they're loose. <laughs> you know, they're a little looser. And he's just shitting on Bradbury. He's like, uh, they're secondary, man. Just trash. Slay, actually, Slay's cool. He did off one of those. He's like, Slay's cool. A lot of respect. Bradbury, trash. Slay, like that guy, man. Good YouTube show. Wait, was that was that the interview at the Sleep Number set? Yeah. With the, where, where they were like, well, I don't really know what the holes were. And Debo like, stops the conversation cold. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. How about Bradbury? And everyone's like, oh, okay. You think Bradbury sucks. Yeah, uh, well, you see, Florio got pissed off. He got he got snubbed a couple days ago by Tua. 
you know, that he went on this long rant about getting snubbed. It's like Florio, you know, in I, person or just Tua said, I don't, I'm not interested in coming on your show. No, I think he had confirmed and maybe they realize, you know, they probably just give him the like 10 best shows or, you know, whoever the yeah. different networks. And then to, maybe Tua's guy, like, fuck this guy has been shitting on you. He's like, yeah, we ain't coming. Oh, on. Could be. And then, so Florio started ripping him, but he didn't say the name and everyone like did the math and figured out it was Tua. I was texting. I got a text from our guy. I haven't talked to him in, in a long time, but, uh, it, uh, uh, Tyler Klutz, who played in the NFL for the Cowboys for a long time, Fresno State Bulldog. We've talked about him. If you've been an OG listener of the show, we've mentioned him a few times because his story is incredible. Finished at Fresno State as a pass rusher. Started doing like Fresno State pregame and postgame shows with me while he was working and, and like insurance. Then he got the UFL. Then what was the deal? Like the Brown, he wasn't even in the NFL's draft system or their free agent. Computer. Yeah, either the Browns or the Bears, one of those two teams. He made the Browns. He ended up then oh, being the starting fullback. Oh, no, like he the, made the. Ba- I think he made the Bears. Yeah, he played for the Browns in the preseason, and then oh, maybe the Bears claimed him. One yeah. of those things. Yeah, but then he went on to play for like three seasons as the starting fullback for the Dallas Cowboys and Tony Romo, right? Um, like several seasons for the Cowboys. Yeah, right? I think it was. I think it was. Uh, how long you play in the league, TC? Uh, he was in the league eleven to fifteen. Yeah, but he played 13, 14, 15. With the but his career, his career ended in like oh six, you know, in uh, college. Yeah, his career uh, oh eight, undrafted in oh eight, but didn't get to the NFL till eleven. Yeah, oh six. But I was there in oh eight, the season. I think his last season at Fresno State was oh seven, the fall. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh yeah, he that was not sense. on the team yep. in oh eight. Yep, that makes sense. Incredible story. Anyway, he texted me the other day a sleep number set photo. He's like, I thought you guys would be here, and uh, I said, Did you talk to? Trey, because I knew Trey, I'd seen Trey do an interview with Mike Yam. The interview ended with Trey, how important is sleep to you? And then Trey broke it down. And uh, I said, You talked to Trey. And he said, No, they ran like the schedules got pushed out. They ran out of time. They had to cancel them. So that happens. Like you just, you're supposed to be on for, you know, these interviews are supposed to be like four, some of these promotional interviews are supposed to be like four and a half minutes. Of course, they run long. And then Tua easily could have canceled for no reason that has anything to do. Like Florio would love for the ego for it to have been that they canceled not to talk to him. But the reality is they probably just can't like the two. didn't care that he was talking to him. He wasn't offended by him. And he would have talked to him for four minutes without knowing who he is. <laughs> One thing I was, that- listening, I was listening to the Kelsey podcast when they interviewed their mom and their dad last week. Yeah. And their dad was like, man, you guys, I don't know how you guys, uh, your phones are so busy. How do you keep track of it all? He's like, I only talked to a few reporters. And he like, he's like, I did the sit down with, you know, uh, uh, I don't even, Roger Henderson. And they're like, oh, you know, he's like the local guy in Ohio that he's probably doing interviews with since the boys were in high school. And then he's like, and then I did a big sit down with Sam Farmer. And Travis Kelsey goes, who the fuck is Sam Farmer? And his dad's like, he's a Hall of Famer. What are you talking? Like, <laughs> Sam's legit. Like, Sam's big. Yeah, yeah. Sam's big on those type stories. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, start what you're going to say. I don't even know. I, 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 one thing I noticed the last You're talking about clutch to Tua to Florio. This is a little off topic, but the last three nights, because when Chris Stapleton, who gave an incredible, I mean, just what a voice. I mean, what, 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 what can you say? What, what a voice. A lot of home of the Chiefs. When you went out and about to just, and this place is a fucking zoo the last week, but definitely the last four or five days, I felt. And again, just because you're in town doesn't mean you're going to the game. There's, It's not like there's 800,000 tickets, right? There's only 70,000 people that can go. The ratio of Eagle to Chiefs fan was like 
seven to one. You couldn't go to a restaurant or Eagles fans on a bar without fly Eagles fly breaking out. And honestly, then everyone serenading women, men, kids. And then it would always end with the EAG. It was just not everywhere you went. It would just start breaking out. Did you but as the night went on, right? Once once the sun went down by 10, 11, you just fucking hear it. And that's a fucking big loss because I feel like a lot of those people came out here, man. I thought that, I'm glad you said that because I thought when I turned the game on, or like when the game started, it looked like it was only Eagles fans. It looked like a ton of Eagles fans. I do wonder if you're a Chiefs fan, you're just like, Fuck, we got Michael Jordan, man. I mean, every year we're going to have a shot. You just, you're an Eagles fan. You're like, hey, man. I'm 40 years old. I, I've only been to th- we've only been to three of these in my my life. So yeah. it's like, you know, everyone thinks we're going to be really sweet, but losing a Super Bowl, I'd say the Eagles lost closer than the Niners. But even like the Niners, like they, they just the franchise had so much success. If you're relatively our age or older, you've seen so many just good teams. Does it suck that bad, or is it you know? You know, I think it may suck more 10 years later if you haven't ever done it. You know. This is not as devastating given that they just won it five, six years ago, right, with Fools? I agree, except the the individual game for Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni didn't get a ring from that, right? Jalen Hurts didn't get a ring from that. This game, and the other part that hurts is like, you're kind of dominating the Chiefs. Didn't it feel like they were kind of dominating the Chiefs? Dominating? I thought 24 to 14 at halftime did not do what we were witnessing justice. They were getting, they were kicking their ass. If it wasn't for the, I mean, kind of a free, definitely a freak play with him. What was he kind of changing hands and the ball just jolted out? I know. Without that play, guy, it's 24 to 7 and it's an ass kicking. It didn't feel, I mean, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose. I did too. Well, once, especially once, uh, once the injury occurred to Mahomes, once Mahomes went off like in a lot of pain, and then I got a little when I saw him walking down the tunnel to the locker room, I'm like, okay, he's kind of walking normal, maybe he's all right. Um, I did see this. James Bradbury uh, post game said it was holding. I tugged his jersey. I was hoping they would let it slide. Bradbury admitted the holding. It's disgusting that fans would discount the outcome, even when the Eagles players accepted the call. Uh, I, you know, it's I. I did not. Thank you, thirteen. Uh, that's a comment on the YouTube chat. <laughs> I did not get on Twitter at all. I don't think during the game, maybe a little. That was one of those moments that it might have felt bigger to me. I didn't think it was holding. To be clear, now James Bradbury said he held. I didn't think it warranted a fresh. When you when you wrap the arm around, though, it's usually an automatic call. I didn't. I just. I just I what had, happened to the? What happened to this? What happened to this? The when did that leave our childhood? <laughs> you never see it anymore. But except on sidelines, everyone's always doing it on the sidelines and it, on the couch. It doesn't exist. I, I feel, and I could be wrong. But when I was like 13 years old, you could tackle the wide receiver, and if it was this, it was like good. Just it didn't even it didn't even happen. And now it's was, you, that you was do fast. That wasn't pi. That was they said they called it holding before the pass defensive holding is what they called. Got you. But I'm with you. Like, there's uh, so there are certain calls. Like uh, there was one early in the game. You know, if if you, I think this is just a football rule, right? If the ball is laterally thrown, or no, thrown forward, I can't engage as a blocker until the ball's caught. Mm-hmm. Like there are just certain rules that it, you know things can happen after the fact. The play's kind of dead once that happens. Right, the moment you that hold this game, yeah, yeah, the moment you hold, Mahomes could throw it to fucking, uh, you know, Texas. It doesn't matter. Eric, the enemy. Yeah, who you see? Andy made sure to give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to my guys up front, Pat Patrick, the MVP. All the guys catching it. 
And be, he even threw this out right at the end. He's like, and be enemy. Who's Maybe the Eagles are about jobs to tomorrow. I mean, be enemy just put up 38 on uh, Jack Gannon, um, uh, Rich Gannon. Uh, 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 Rich Gannon's cousin, who might be the next head coach, who got added, you see the day? Cardinals, they just added Gannon as an interview. Added? It's, it's February 12th. What are you guys doing? Uh, Javier on the stream says, remember when people were saying Debo and Ayuk were hating? Maybe they were on to something. Eagles defense gave up 38 points. I guess they gave up 31, right? Because the yeah. one defensive touchdown. Did, okay. Fump should, uh, uh, what's his name? Only had almost had two fumble six touchdowns in the same game, which is insane. Did you think the second fumble six, which was called back and ruled incomplete, was a catch or an in- incomplete pass? I think this gets back to the, we talk about this with the, you know, the tip off basketball players' hands. Like the way the sport is played, he caught the fucking ball and then he fumbled. Yeah. Now, I guess the quote unquote letter of the law, like you got to make a move. He's catching the ball and then he fumbled. No different than when you do the replay really slow and I hit it, but it actually tips off the other guy's hand in basketball. It's like, guys, we've been playing the sport forever. Don't re- do not do this. That is a catch. That is a fumble. To me, I, th- I thought the Goddard one I where agree. he flagged, that one's very difficult. I, I understood like, yeah. It's it's really hard to tell. There was another Jalen, not Jalen, but Devontae catch, I think. Which little, was it, it was just like the Niners one. That one was incomplete. But it was to me, it was closer to being a catch than the Niner one. Like there are those ones I get. I this one, he catches it clearly, turns yeah. it around, and just gets smoked. Destroyed. Is that, is, that's a catch. Like he caught I, I thought it was a catch. Yes. And even like I, I would uh, one thing I thought as the game went on, um, is if we timed it, I bet he held the ball longer than Dallas. Than uh, Dallas, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard, yeah, Dallas Goddard actually possessed the ball. But it's just the rules are different in different places in the field, right? If he'd been on the sideline and was in bounds that long, and then was out of bounds, like that's a catch, right? You only have to yeah. catch it on the sideline an instant, and then just keep holding on to it if you're going to the ground. But he wasn't going to the ground. I thought it was. It's rare you see a hit dislodge the ball when it's possessed like that. For a game that was 38 to 35, there were some guys cracking skulls tonight, weren't there? I well, mean, there Devontae were some guys. The, how about the first drive that hit that Devontae Smith <laughs> took? He got destroyed. I thought the Chiefs, who gave up an opening drive touchdown, were just crushing people on that first drive. Now, granted, it led to a touchdown, but bodies were flying. Like bodies, you know, body parts flying. Devontae, God, the guy, he's really good. He is really on the bright side, if you're the Eagles, you do have the 10th overall draft pick. How often does that happen? Your team's loaded. You get the 10th overall pick. It's very yeah. like 1980s. When your quarterback is still cheap, too. Well, that's that's going to change here. I think he's Pam right now. I think he's getting paid this this offseason a massive amount of money. I mean, what's what's the going rate for that? Right. Minimum 150 guaranteed minimum yeah. 45 million. Well, there, is he going to want is everyone just going to want the Deshaun Watson contract? I think a lot of people are going to get Everyone's trying to get that contract. Feels like a lot of people are going to get hung up on. You know how many total yards Jalen Hurts accounted for in the loss? Rushing and passing combined? Well, I mean, he led the team in rushing and passing. He threw over 300 yards, so I'd guess close to four bills. Yeah, 374. 70 rushing, 304 passing. Three touchdowns rushing, one touchdown passing. You know, like when Shaq would get in position and then just dunk, and you're like, well, there's, that's just unstoppable play. No one's ever stopping that. Or you see some like old clips like Wilt Chamberlain. You're like, what, what was anyone supposed to do? 
that Eagles play where they get in like the muddle huddle, it's like just give them the first down. It's not it's it's the most guaranteed quarterbacks, you know, sneak. The one Chris Jones had enough of getting cut leaps over. The problem is he immediately becomes like someone at like a rave. He's just floating like his power is useless in the air. So he's holding him, but he's on top of everybody and they just move him back. I appreciated. I get where he's like, I'm just not going to just get in this pile. I'm going to leap. Right. But then you you have he has as much power as me and you when his feet are off the ground. Why why can't the Chiefs line up on sides defensively? Why does Lane Johnson jump off sides every play and every offensive lineman like middle guy for the fucking letter of the goddamn law? It's like loophole. Did you argue? Did you see? Did you ask Schwartz about it when you saw him the other day? Uh, maybe I've had a few too sure many Modellos. Yeah, it's you can't start. I don't I don't understand what the. It's you don't pretty this. obvious. We've never seen anything what he's doing on a play basis. Let's close that loophole. How about that? If it's going to be a loophole, it's close that loophole. But how about the offsides? Uh, what what led the Chiefs got called for the offsides? Well, they yeah, jumped on like a third and four. Yeah, with but 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 his helmet was was it Frank Clark? His helmet across like fully across the ball. Yeah. What is going on? I, I do think when you play the Eagles specifically, their offensive linemen, I mean, the one rugby dude, the left tackle, is enormous. I mean, enormous. Kelsey is a fucking monster. Lane is like the white Trent Williams. Their two guards are really good. I I, I think you just like I, – I, I just think it's very, very difficult, so you kind of try to take some edges. You know, you get up a little closer. Because I felt the Niners were kind of doing that too early in the – you just – their offensive line is pretty dominant. Like, I guess Kelsey, like if I, to me, if Kelsey retires, like Jason, you, you're still, it's, it's not like playing wide receiver, or, you know, small forward being some sweet reliever. Like it's hard clearly being a center. <laughs> so it's probably not the funnest thing to do, but he is, he is a dominant player at 35 years old. I mean, well, from dominant. the waist down, he doesn't look, he doesn't move or look like an offensive lineman, right? He's so I don't think athletic. I've ever seen his. So what is it? Is his dad look like just an elite athlete? Uh, you know, I don't know. I saw some of his dad on their podcast, but you can't really tell. His mom clearly is a tall, like a a tall lady. Yeah. You know. What do you think about Rogers' crew? It was. Her How do you Lamar? think that works? Do they do they rotate like every ten minutes? Like, all right, you've got the third quarter from you know fifteen minutes on the clock to ten minutes on the clock. It'll uh, be it, Rog. It'll be a. Uh, It'll be Mama Kelsey and Demar Hamlin. I would imagine Demar had the seat the whole time, and I, Kelsey was definitely invited. And maybe you kind of feel obligated to go. I, I would be shocked if Demar wasn't in there the whole time. Like they just bought him. You know, he got sweet with his family, right? Yeah, Kelsey. I mean, what she, she's got tickets for two sons. Maybe actually it was genius. Like now they're married. You know, well, I don't think Travis is. Jason definitely is, and. Save some tickets that way. Well, I'm actually just going to go in Rogers' suite. <laughs> you know, you use the tickets, give it to you know our cousin, our cousin Billy Kelsey. You know, you can kind of spread out the love. Maybe <laughs> you have to pay tax on that free ticket. Jason Kelsey, I mean, so he's played 12 years. He's 35. He's been the the All Pro center five out of the last six years. That's an incredible run. Yeah, he's kind of like Trent Williams, like. You know, Jason Kelsey's first All-Pro year, he was 30. 
It was his one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh year in the league. Now it was there was Jeff Saturday. Was there like some all pro center that it just Yeah, I was gonna click Alex Mack. I don't know how many he had, but he was pretty good for a long time. Uh but yeah, I don't think that there wasn't like Nick Mang- Jim Otto Nick Mangold, playing. maybe. Yeah, but that would have been he would have been at the Taylor end. I wonder what Mac. Mac was three times second team all pro. So yeah, I don't. It's, Go to it's, the pull up the twenty sixteen all pro team. Feels like it'd be a little more difficult at tackle. Like if you're if you're a really good tackle now, you're like, well, Trent Williams and Lane Johnson have been starting tackles in this league for ten straight years. Like, what am I supposed to do? Travis Frederick. Yeah, Cowboy guy was pretty good. How I many he win? Now that was his only first team. He had a really, like, basically a seven-year career. That was his only one. Like, in 2015, it was Ryan Khalil, I think, got some. He he was a two-time first-team All-Pro, Ryan Khalil. Marquise Pouncey the year before that. So there was, like, a group of six, seven guys, probably when, you know, Jason Kelsey was 23 to 30 years old. They were kind of a little bit more established. First-round picks. Once you get that one, I think you kind of just get put in that category. Like, ultimately, think about Lane Johnson and Trent Williams. Both of them are top five picks. So the buzz on them coming in is already like, you should become an all-pro. I do wonder if that's difficult. You're like six-round pick. Then you just become a starter. The Eagles kind of had some turnover there for a while with head coaching. But it's not like their offensive lines were good because Lane was winning it. I don't know. That's a weird one. He's got his, he's got his just due. Uh, I think it's really hard right after the game. Do you think this will go down as a great Super Bowl? Like one of the great Super Bowls? 38-35, game-winning kick. I'll be honest. Over the course, it didn't feel like I was watching that, but I also think a Super Bowl is almost like sensory overload. It's hard to put some of them in historical context while you're watching it. It takes a little time. Second Um, half was awesome. Second half was awesome. The game ending the way it ended, basically with the Chiefs like running out the clock was kind of weird, but... I mean, I mean, the Niners could have saved themselves some. Oh my God! Well, it's it's like the you know the famous I, I, Pat Hill line. What? Sorry, you I, never apologize. You never apologize for winning. Yeah, so this was like when Fresno would barely beat like New Mexico State. I thought like, are the are the Chiefs going to be a little weird about winning it this way? They didn't give a shit. Or should they? <laughs> no, I know, but it's it just shows you how different the people are on the field than everyone like on social media on their couch. I just was watching. Uh, I've got NFL Network on in here, and Patrick Mahomes just sat. Patrick Mahomes just sat down on the set. Jackson Mahomes started dancing in the background. Were they? Could they see him? I haven't like, seen him in forever. I just saw him. I haven't seen him in forever. Was he like uh, clearly doing a TikTok? Uh, I think he was joking about doing it, but no, he was not filming himself. He was just getting getting some. Uh... Jason Kelsey would ask what he said to his brother. Fuck you! Congratulations. <laughs> Let's go live right now. <laughs> Are they going to go live tonight, you think? Draymond uh, Wood. Draymond Wood. Uh, Slay. Will Slay go live? That's the thing. You know, it's, you, you got to delay the party for 20 minutes. Remember, Draymond did it. The post-game press conference, he like, was getting guys in. Remember that? Yes. They like, went behind the dais and like the warrior sign. And they were just getting guys. He was very dedicated to his craft. Yeah. I mean, if it's working, it feels good. 
Kelsey one's probably a little more difficult. Travis is like, yeah, fuck, come back to the hotel. We'll do 20 minutes. <laughs> Jason's like, no, Jason, man. just come to the party. We'll record it from one of the VIP booths. I, I do wonder if Jason, do you think Jason goes to the cheese party night with his parents and his wife? Um, You know, he's got his family. He's got his kids. It wouldn't shock me. Easy one I mean, to take Joey, your kids to go hang out with your uncle. It's different. You just played in the game. Like Joey Bosa obviously was wearing red for the Niners. I could see it. I mean, he's a guy. He's already got a ring. He's not. No one's going to. It's not like anybody would give him shit for it, right? He'd be welcome with open arms. He was crushing everyone tonight. I mean, he destroyed. He could have killed McDuffie. When that play happened, did you know the one I'm talking about? Not the touchdown. Was that? No, that was a linebacker. He got. No, it was like, I forget what happened, but. I, there was like a uh, incompletion, and somehow McDuffie's kind of on the ground, and Kelsey comes through, and, and his knees are on the ground, and takes McDuffie down like that. I mean, it was one of the harder hits in the game. Wait, on the incompletion? Is that what you just? It, it was an incompletion, but it was kind of yeah, a lot, around the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I didn't realize it was McDuffie. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was McDuffie. It was definitely Kelsey bent over backwards. Could, could have killed him. <laughs> Popped up, which was pretty surprising. Uh, field, the field had some issues. Uh, before we get to that, if the sideline catch is two feet down possession, that fumble should be ruled similarly. Uh, yeah, football, I, I mean, it's weird. Football catches different on the sideline than it is in the middle of the field. It's different if you're going to the ground than if you're standing up. It's just there's a lot going on. Uh, the field. So they spent $800,000. They've been growing the sod for a year, like at a sod farm somewhere in Arizona. Then two weeks ago, they put the grass down. And they roll, you know, this field rolls out. They rolled the field out every day for some sun. And then the game started and people were slipping all over the place. It, it, what, I was racking my brain. Didn't you and I, over the course of the season, have some conversation about grass? Like Tahoma 39 being the, I got to look it up. I uh, think we argued over, because all the players bitch and moan. And then I think the pushback is how difficult in some spots it is to grow grass. And for a long time, Philly, you know, Philly in like November, when I worked there and still to this day can get really brown. You know, there's a reason I, I see it in Arizona. They have two separate grasses, obviously one for the winter and one for the summer. Cause one, not every grass can handle, you know, in, in the desert conditions, same with Vegas, 120 degrees, the same grass that handles that does not handle 30 degrees. You know, so golf courses, and it's why I text you when we were te- we were texting about the grass. I was like, well, maybe they didn't give it enough time to kind of hold, right? Yeah. You know, you hear the golfers talk about all the different grass types. Well, if you're just rolling it and rolling it back, it's not really just sitting there. Like I, now I'm sure they had to use the place for some stuff, but I, I wonder if you talk to like the guy that ran Pebble Beach, you'd be like, well, here's the mistakes. You know, it it was it's so short. Don't you think that's part of it? I'm no grass expert, but that grass is so. Short. It's it's like it looks like a fairway. Look very slick. Uh, I found why why I knew the name of this grass because they said it was Tahoma strain whatever. Back in September, we talked about. I guess Eberflus uh, instructed the grounds crew at Soldier Field to replace Kentucky bluegrass for a Bermuda strain called Tahoma Thirty One, which is supposed to be better in the winter. Nine. 16 teams have grass. Nine of them have Bermuda. Four of them have Kentucky bluegrass. Uh, Listen, I'm no grass expert either. Did take botany at Cal Poly. I do wonder if there's an element of like a wear and tear on the grass is better. 
right, than just brand new grass. And we saw it with Jed for years. Nance kept saying TPC Scottsdale has 12 months a year, basically every tee time is booked. And then they have this golf tournament. Like, it's not like they just roll out new grass. He's like, it's incredible. It's like whatever they, they just know the grass, Pebble Beach, every single day, people are playing it. Like the people there are so locked in on the grass. I don't think you can just roll out new grass, especially when it's like it's not stuck to the ground. Like you can just roll it back and expect anything different. How, how should anyone be shocked? Almost like you need some calluses on your hand, or else you're gonna you're gonna get a blister. Yeah, just fast. just lay it down and I, 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 I get you want it to be perfect, but I, tonight was a does that? How about the kicker? Anytime the kicker the is slipping, kickoff, you're like, yeah. that's a bad. That's well, I was thinking, weren't you thinking about that as the Chiefs are just kneeling on the football to end the game? I know it wasn't going to take all of Butker's power to kick a, you know, whatever, what did, what did that end up being? 25 yards or less, probably less, right? Butker's been a little off this year. Mahomes on the third one kind of went far, far back. I'm like, he went really far back. He's hit the ground, man. He went really far back. So, yeah, it feels like a little bit of just the overthink on the grass. Like, we don't need. Just some regular, any regular grass will be fine. Whatever the Eagles played on will be fine. I mean, the uh, Cardinals played on will be fine. I think this shows you, though, in any element of these things that are controversial or just are very subjective, the group think that is right in the sense of this grass sucks. It's clearly not as easy. Like, of course, they wanted the best possible grass and they didn't want this to happen. And I'm sure whoever they paid to do it is a pretty well accomplished individual at whatever he's doing. Yeah. It's just not easy. And listen, I, I'm the first to say that the officiating, like it just can't happen. Like, you know, when calls that are just wrong, like it, it, especially in this day and age, it goes back to, you could argue two weeks ago when the, when Devonte Smith fumbles, like, how is this possible? Right. We have the information. We have the technology. Like, how can this happen? It's obviously not just black and white easy or everyone would have it figured out. It's just we always have it figured out on our couch. Like, how could this grass be so shitty? Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, 
save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, and it gets back to the turf thing. I wonder, you know, if you want to push back that they don't have the most expensive turf in some of these fields, that is, that's very fair. Which is the case. They don't. Because I I saw a lot of people bragging like, damn, they spent $800,000. You know what $800,000 is to let alone an individual team, but to the league. That's, I I never understand why people, I can't, 800, that's nothing. To me, it's just not. It does, to me, what's interesting about $800,000 is not that they spent a lot of money. It's just that you, it's probably hard to get – it's it's probably hard to spend more than $800,000 on grass, right? It, to me, it just represents that they did the most cultivated thing than anybody, personalized thing that anybody could do. Not that it's like, God, that $800,000 could have gone to whatever. Well, did you see the story the last game with the Broncos, right? They were terrible – and someone complained about the field, or maybe the field just needed to be replaced, and Walmart just replaced it for week 17. Obviously, they're firing everybody, I and mean, the team sucked. Yeah. But it just showed, like, look at the standard they're setting. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of the business they're in. You know I mean? It, again, it's all relative to money. Like, if our mics aren't working, like, we better figure it out. Like, this is this is the business you're in. Like, the sort of field, cost, it's literally the, the fucking field. Right, you know, it's like right. it'd be like, well, they they didn't want to uh, spring for new helmets. Well, it's like, well, how are you going to play football? Yeah, like know? Rihanna's got two more stops on tour, and the stage broke. They're not going to replace the stage. Like, well, you yeah. got to do the stage. You know, waste management—they just ran out of the pins on all 16, 17, and eighteen. What are you going to do? You know, no more planes. No more. Cups. Cups. It's the sport. Uh. How about Siri Sirianni? I think Sirianni's quickly become Sirianni being on a big stage is great for the NFL because I think he's really in a short amount of time become a guy that if you're not an Eagles fan, you hate Sirianni just because of his sideline. Like McVay does stuff on the sidelines, but he has everyone has already 
heard all kinds of other things from McVay. McVay cheering on the sidelines is not the first thing that anyone has seen of him. But I think for most of like the football-watching world, Nick Sirianni's not exactly been around for 10 years in people's consciousness. So when he's out there just celebrating, doing like not quite the Bash Brothers celebration, but that other whatever the hell that thing is. I just, think that was Bashy, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't forearm to forearm. It was like the one where you like hook your arm inside of the other guy's arm. But it's the same gesture, basically, same family, genus. Okay, okay, these are two <coughs> incomplete pass. He's doing incomplete pass, like he's Darius Slay. The bash bro thing was a little much. Like I, Oh, he's I, he's <laughs> too much, man. He is too much. What do you think? It's fresh. <clears throat> is that a bad loss for him, though? Like his team, they lost thirty. They scored thirty-five points. The quarterback was awesome. He, I think I, any you know they, they, loss is a bad loss. I know that, but it's like he's not the defensive coordinator. That guy hopefully is gone. Oh, you're saying it, it, does it not? Does it? I'm reform? saying like you know the one with Kyle. He's never really shook it. Like he's like fuck. This, he couldn't win the Super Bowl. You know, it feels like, and that goes back to even when he was assistant coach. Is this one sticking to Nick? No, I mean the. the it's funny, right? The reason the Niners, one of the reasons the Niners lost the Super Bowl was a thing that is a problem for them reared its head at the worst time, which is the Niners can't throw the ball down the field. They can scheme it, but they can't hit it. What really is the ego? What is Sirianni's flaw that fault that, you know, I don't think I'm with you. I don't think there's anything out of the Super Bowl that you go, well, Sirianni better fix that by next year. You gave up 30 to the Chiefs. Like, okay, you gave up 30, 31 really to Mahomes. Fine. I, one thing Sirianni, I would say, is better at than Kyle. And, I, you know, it's not necessarily his idea he's being told this, but their streamlined version of just, like, going for it in the pace, th- th- like, that's one thing I would say Kyle's not great at is, like, going for the fourth and down. The Olsen Kyle, mentioned this a couple right. times of, like, th- they have the two plays into the third down. Like, sometimes it feels like the Niners are kind of, you know, flying by the seat of their pants on that one. They have a clear organizational philosophical belief. I think I saw Sirianni won like one of the analytics. Well, it's an, it's not awards him <laughs> for in-game man. Like he was he was awarded the like best game management coach. And um, yeah, I mean it's tough, right? Because it's if it's all by the book that's given to you. But it shows you he now he doesn't have a choice because he would not have this job. He does not have the juice Kyle has. But you know what, guys? Sometimes it's healthy to listen to other people. Sometimes it's healthy to like, hey, this is the way we do it, and it works. Like, it's pretty like, we're not going for it on fourth and nines, but, well, I guess they did go fourth and six against the Niners. But it's just an organizational philosophical belief, and it's pretty successful when you got really good players. Kyle wouldn't listen to anyone else. I mean, it's just that simple. Like, there's no one telling him, like, when to go for fourth downs. I think he... he I think... You know, it's it's kind of a catch-22 because I agree with you. Like, it's absolutely healthy to get input and analytics and listen to other people. Um, you know, now he might say, like, hey, on the sideline, if something crazy happens, there might not be an analyst. There might not be something in the book for it. There are things that happen that you can't prepare for. And so we have to make I and Andy Reid and Sean Payton, we – Coaches of our ilk, Bill Belichick, we have to make decisions on the fly. We can't be held to the spreadsheet. Um, which, you know, I, I, ideally you want a coach who can reach the right decision with in, in a split second when he has to make that decision. But it does feel like there's not really – like you just knew. 
con- you just you just knew every time when he was going to go for it when he wasn't. Um, and with Kyle, it's very well, hard. Could, to predict. Although you just predict field goals, I guess actually. Would Kyle yeah. have kicked that field goal early in the game, fourth and one? Was there? I guess there was a false start on that play, but. I mean, I, I'm not even confident. Again, I don't even know if Nick there. I'm sure the analytic guys are like, do not tackle them. Tell them to, you know, whatever. Like, do the Niners try to tackle them there? It feels like they probably do. Are you talking the about game? the game on the slide? You know, when they were going to let him score? Yeah. I feel like the Niners tackle him. Well, that is the right play. All time is no longer on your side. Possible. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably tackle him for a loss. Uh, McK- McKinnon, you know, he's a Super Bowl champ. That was a sweet little slide. I did think like, oh, I should have slid like a yard closer. Then they start going backwards. I think it puts a lot of pr- feels like it puts a lot of pressure on the kicker when they just start acting like there is no, you know, they're just setting this sucker up for you. Why did really I well execute it? When, when it was felt like the Chiefs were going to win at halftime, I was like, you know what's pretty crazy is Nick Sirianni. You win a Super Bowl in year two. Like Jeffrey Lurie's giving you a five year extension. You know, you just you're Super Bowl champion head coach regardless of your coordinate, like he's getting an extension. You're not getting an extension after a loss. Now they still like you and everything, you so? but I don't think so. NFC championship, take your team to the Super well, Bowl. Well, l- let me rephrase. It's a lock extension when you win. It's one of those, like, they don't have to offer you like $14 million a year. So it's yeah, like, they, like yeah, okay, yeah. I'm going to go from like six to nine. Like, oh, I'll just play this out. What if I go back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Do you become one of the highest paid coaches in the league if you win that championship? I don't know because he's so young and you know his resume small, but he's definitely immediately a twelve million dollar coach, right? And if you're the if you're the owner, you don't even care. Like, fuck it, this guy's a legend in my town, right? Yeah, everyone loves that stuff when they're winning. Somebody hit me with a take uh, on Saturday or Friday that I thought was good. Doesn't matter anymore, but they said if if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, do you think the Niners will be their week one opponent? Like, Eagles open the season Thursday night. Who will they host? Will they host the Niners? I was like, that's actually, that'd be a hell of a kickoff game. Cause just part of it is all the shit talking the Niners have done since the game. I think history would show Rocky you. Uh, wrong about Jalen Hurts, by the way. Well, Make does it, the kicker, does the kicker get to chime in? That'd be my take. There's a kid. Yeah. Robbie was wrong. And then I'm like, well, do I get to chime in? <laughs> but I, yeah, no. I, I just think relative to the, we're paid to give our opinions. Yeah. Robbie is the kicker. I, I just don't know if like, he, and he, was, he was pretty confident with his take on Jalen Sucky. That was the thing. It wasn't like, you know, I heard the defensive coaches saying, you know, I've, I watched the football too. Like, I kind of agree. It was like, yeah, hey, just make him fucking throw. He can't beat you. It's like, Robbie just coming out like he's hosting a show. I, like, I felt like when it came out of his mouth, there was a part of him that was like, should I be saying this? I felt like he was, I felt like I could sense that, but maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, you were going to say, I said, was he on with was that with uh, Brandel Chambly or was that with a uh, football interviewer? It was on the thirty third team. <laughs> oh. yeah. Robbie's everyone's doing normal, and Robbie just football. comes like you know he talked to a Sky Sports. Butch Harmon was hosting. He he called in to the DP World Tour with some yeah, takes. After from the Harrison Bowl. Butker uh, <laughs> missed a kick, we here he is with Brandel Chambly. So I fuck I. Uh... Um no so. I was you. You were starting to respond to what I said about the uh, Niners Eagles opening up Week One next season. I, I would say history shows that you just never go wrong with the NFC East matchups, and I think you'd be more inclined to probably go like Eagles Giants right there. Yeah, they they've done. I mean, they have the Thursday night game isn't usually a divisional game, but they have done divisional games. 
No, it doesn't matter. This isn't going to happen. But I guess you're right because you could go. They did Giants Cowboys after the Giants second Super Bowl with Eli. Like the Chiefs. Do you overthink this and you just go, you go Chiefs, Chiefs Broncos? Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Or you or they, Amazon did Chiefs Herbert and that was yeah, sweet. Maybe you go Chiefs Herbert and you let like the Broncos get the first Sunday night game. You know, I don't I haven't really you, thought through the schedule, but you know what they will not do? Chiefs Raiders? There's no chance. In Vegas. <laughs> someone someone tweeted at me today was like Fuck this! This is BS. He's playing us after we pay him. Why doesn't Mark Davis just pay him his forty million and squat on him? I'm like, well, that's the problem, guys, because some big dick owners with some big money might just pay Derek to not go anywhere. You think Derek, a little muscle flex, trying to get in the mix today? Because like Super Bowl Sunday, and they announced the the day, due date's not tomorrow, guy. They still got three or four days after today. You know, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Couldn't announce this thing on like Tuesday. Yeah, well, you got eight hours of pregame shows. You got to get some content out there. Maybe that was part of it. Break some news early. You know? Yeah, there's not much else going on, right? The, the news, if people missed it, was after Derek spent three days with the Saints, he was like, you know what, guys, on second thought, you're not going to trade me to the Saints or anywhere else. I'm going to make you cut me. One of the stories this morning, because it wasn't a lot of, there's been, I guess, I mean, we're a month into a lot of juicy rumors every Sunday. You kind of run out, right? <laughs> Until what else are they going to say? Especially Mark when the team standing down. <laughs> yeah. So I guess Chris Mortensen said on one of his uh, 18 hours of pregame that potential synergy, you see that Frank named Josh McCown, his quarterback coach no. with the Carolina Panthers, synergy with those two and Derek quarterback guys, religious guys that Carolina, you know, in a, when I saw that, that was before the the report that he declined or said like, I'm going to, I'm going to use my no trade clause. I don't really know how that goes, but preemptive. I, Cause when I saw that, it's like, are they trying to drive up the price or I, to me, wasn't this the move all the time? You just get cut, you hit yeah, free agency and you just let people bid over you like the Raiders. When the Raiders signed him to, an incredibly quarterback team friendly deal and a year by year deal. They did like there's a yin and a yang to contract negotiation. And he got, I would say this is one of the more powerful things. If you don't completely suck, and you know, you get some money that I remember for a quarterback having for a while. Don't you think like uh, Lamar Jackson, some of these guys would love this mechanism. Cousins became a free agent, right? After back-to-back franchise tags. Yeah. But it just doesn't happen. I mean, it's Derek probably got out there for two days in the sunlight and was like, oh, my God, being a free agent quarterback is so much different than not being a free agent. What would Lamar Jackson get if he were a free agent today? You know, he's not going to get, I don't think, the Browns money, but it does take you just two people bidding over you. I And, and there would be how many people bid? I mean, who wouldn't? Well, the Jets would. Who really would, though? Some owners would want to, right? Jets, like, yeah, I mean, Falcons, who said they like Desmond Ritter, leader, but Bears. Snyder still on the Commanders? Texans, Snyder, may not have the money for it, I don't know. Uh, Like, would the Giants be like, oh, fuck it, Lamar? Why wouldn't they do that? They get $200 million. Seahawks. I mean, is Derek Derek more likely, as crazy as it sounds, to get like $80 million guaranteed than forty? I think so. Yeah. So he's more likely to get like because teams three years, like, three years, ninety-five million, seventy-five guaranteed. Teams gonna look at it like this is receiver money. 
Yeah. Are we well, sure he's not getting a hundred? Guaranteed. Yeah. Well, would he take? Would he take four hundred every penny guaranteed? So it averages out to twenty five. So you're like helping the team, but you're getting a hundred guaranteed. I don't know. Are we sure we can't get more than that? Guaranteed? I don't think. I don't know if he can get more guaranteed, but why couldn't he get four one fifty a hundred guaranteed? I do think part of it. He's in a unique situation. That's probably high, but. I would say he's in a unique situation well, where he just got an extra 40 out of, out of Mark and he'd already made a lot. So uh, I would guess I haven't looked at his career earnings. My guess would be it's closer to 150 than it is 100. He's really rich and he's talked about like his life's pretty fucking incredible. I would again, I'm not advocating playing like 10 million dollars, but you're not fucking watching. I, I would be more inclined if I'm him to play. Hey, if I like the spot, I got no problem paying for like $26 million. Then I need like 40. Like I, this it's not all about money. I guess when this, yeah. like he's, he's seen when his team is better, he can have success. And when it's not, he's fucked. Sure. You and could I, also say that he's, he's made $135 million guy. You could also say that he's seen what happens when you do things for the team. What does it really get you? Well, there's an element of guaranteed money that makes sure I get like two and a half years on the squad. But like, yeah. Hey, who knows? Maybe it's just as simple as like they just had a handshake deal. Like, I'll make them cut you out. We're not giving up a third round pick. That go draft a tight end for me or a guard or a I would love to see it. the Raiders accuse the Saints of tampering. The Raiders were in an all time no win situation. I mean, it never made. Do you think Derek played them a little bit as like a little extra kick in the ass? Like gave him hope of trading him. Because why, if you're the Raiders, you knew that like this why was always going to be I guess be you guy. probably have to play their game. Like they have, do they have to let you go talk to the Saints, right? They they have to let you go talk. Yeah, because he's under contract with them. So yeah. you do maybe have to, yeah, like play their game a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, guys, I'll, I'll go talk to the Saints and I'll let you know. But I would say if he did it last Wednesday, what really changes if he just waits an extra week to do it as a, free, as a quote unquote free agent? Maybe just, maybe he's to, getting antsy, you know, just want to get out there and see what's out there. What else are you doing? You do need you. I do think it's just doing your due diligence to make sure you're not going to end up with less money than you have. You have 40 million coming to you this year, guaranteed, right? If you let them trade you. Yeah, that's to me. If I'm going to just doing your due diligence, like, let me just make sure I'm not going to lose a bunch of money if I use my no trade. So what do you think the starting point is when he signs for guaranteed money? Would it be 50? Feels like the low, low end, right? Really low. <laughs> That feels low. He's thirty-two, I, high character guy who's had a lot of success. I think. I think he ends up with like, I, I seventy, seventy-five, guaranteed. Yeah. Who's to say that he's a lock to go to the teams that they're even that he's like? Or are you going to be shocked when you say, "Hey, the Brian Dayball's flown down to Vegas to talk with him next week"? Right? He's a quarterback. In the most important position, and I, I just threw him out because I was just thinking of teams that I like, don't good, have. A, I think that's a good a good example of like a team that has a guy they like, but John Schneider, you know, has talked to Derek Carr. Right. Well, it's it, it just this is football. This is the the most important position. No, I know it's and just if, funny because like before the year, you would have been like, yeah, obviously, and now it's like, well, should he? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Uh, what I just. 
Brady put in his paperwork. Did we have we talked since that happened? Uh, we haven't talked ago? about that. No. I would say that feels a little more serious than just not doing the paperwork. Maybe he just does that to kind of shut everyone up. I could also see him doing that because I've who did I read? There was a player that used to put in his paperwork every year and then just unretire. It was like a it's like a Michael Strahan or it wasn't even Favre, but it's not like players have unretired with the paperwork. Yeah. Right. It's not like he's done set in stone contract set. I do want maybe it was just a PR move to like no one's going to talk about us then and we can just kind of fly under the radar. Maybe it's just he's actually retired, like he said. I don't know. But my point is some of these teams, like Jimmy Garoppolo to me is just not that great of an option. A guy that gets injured all the time. Like, I'm sorry. That to me has got to be if, if me and you tomorrow are one of these random teams, like the head coach, the GM, our coordinators, our owner are meeting to like, let's, let's, let's have a strategy meeting. If Jimmy's in my top couple of options, we, we got some problems. Uh, trivia question for you. Now that uh, Brady has retired, there's only two active quarterbacks with multiple Super Bowl championships. Okay, only two active quarterbacks that have won multiple rings. Do you know who they are? Well, I, I could see down below. <laughs> and I saw the other guy. I was it's, like, it's Mahomes and Garoppolo. <laughs> In your face. <laughs> Do you think it's harder? Like, if you're a backup quarterback, like if you're Chad Henney, you would wear those Super Bowl rings with, like, pride, right? If I ever saw Chad Henney at something, he was wearing – I would never, like, look down upon him for taking pride in that Super Bowl ring. It's clear how much he was liked, the role he played. Is it different when you're a guy like Jimmy who then becomes a starter? Like, do you ever get to throw that I Super do Bowl? think it's different. <laughs> Like, you never – I don't know if you ever can wear those. Oh, wow, games. man, eight years as a starter. Well, congrats. Well, actually, I won this as a backup. When when they made me a starter, it was never – I don't know if you can ever quite wear those. Like, if Chad Henney's wearing those rings later in life, right, when he goes to an event, when he when he is the offensive coordinator for Andy two? here I mean, in three years. Doesn't Henny have two? Henny has two, yeah. Yeah, so never mind. Add Chad Henney to the list. There's a trivia question. Does Chad Henney have two? Somebody in the reply says Henny has two. Multiple replies, and then in the chat also. But uh Do you think Chad, Chad goes out on top or do you think he comes I think he should come back? <laughs> He's like, let me see. Mahomes has devastating injuries and I still don't have to play. First thing in career highlights and awards, two time Super Bowl champ, Chad Henney. <laughs> his 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 career highlights and awards, two time Super Bowl champ. First team all Big Ten, 07. Second team all Big Ten, 06. Iowa, Indiana, Michigan. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, Mahomes now has what? Six years in the league, five as a starter because he didn't start the first year. Feels like he's been in the league longer than that, really. It does. And three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl rings. I We both hosted every championship game in his career. Wow. So uh, in terms of the picking, you and I both picked the Chiefs outright this week. I don't think Mahomes has ever played a road playoff game. Thinking about it. Uh, let's see. I got his game log right here. You and I both picked the Chiefs. I, oh, the under, if Kelsey had two catches on the first. I was like, oh, the over on Kelsey, seven and a half catches is going to hit. Didn't. But you and I both picked the Chiefs uh, outright. And um, I, part of it was I was rooting for the Chiefs because I just, to me, it's 
Andy Reid is a level of coach that should have multiple Super Bowls, and Patrick Mahomes is a level of quarterback that should have multiple Super Bowls. Like I, I, I didn't think. I just don't. I don't think the world is right if Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni have the same number of Super Bowl wins as a head coach. So, uh, I, w- I was happy to see that. But I thought the Eagles players were worthy. They felt like a pretty elite team. I agree with you. Um, you're right. With AJ, with I mean, they got running backs up the wazoo. Devontae's a stud. Jalen was balling. That you know their offensive line's unreal. But I'm with you. Like honestly, if if Andy coaches three or four more years, I mean, what's all said and done, could he get three or four? He could. I. It's just so hard. Like you just see how hard it is. But uh, Mahomes has played in 14. Well, 13 playoff games. No, he's played in 14 counting today. Yeah, 14 playoff games, 11 of them at home, three neutral sites. Super Bowl. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That is – has anyone ever done, played in that many playoff games without playing on the road? I mean, I trying to think of some – I remember Brady went on the road to Pittsburgh one year, one of their Super Bowl wins early on. That's pretty crazy. The Chiefs just – The Niners almost only play road playoff games, so no Niners quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, what a run. This is – if you're like a 30-year-old Chiefs fan, 60U is going to be telling, just like 60-year-old Bulls fan, fucking soak every moment of this. Yeah, like 50-year-old <laughs> Patriots fan right now. Yeah, like it's – doesn't get any better than this, man. I still, do, I mean, walk around cocky with pride because when it's low, I'd be extra cocky. I don't think anyone's had a better Boston sports fan of a certain, you know, of the, of the, I guess they only, they win two championships or one, the Celtics, the Red Sox run and the Patriots run makes it pretty. I mean, the Red Sox relevancy and then they're, you know, Getting the money. I, just, I, I, I feel like the Patriots are just from 2001 to basically 2018. It felt like every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, it's like they're how are they going to lose the Super Bowl? They obviously didn't win it every year, but to basically go to half the Super Bowls and win six of them, and even your three losses, while devastating kick of the dick losses, not one was like it's over at half. Right, you easily could have won. Now you could have lost some of the ones you won, but if your three losses are this, like if the Eagles go on to win a Super Bowl, so they've had two Super Bowls and they went to another one in like a eight year span. If your loss is respectable, I do think there's an element of like you see some of these scores, like when we were younger, like that Charger one, the one Peyton Manning with the Broncos when Seattle kicked their ass. Like that yeah. sucks. Yeah. That's kind of what the Niners NFC Championship game felt like. You think about the Warriors' two finals losses, right, to the Raptors with like all the ACLs and to the Cavs, you lost in seven with the last second. Remember the uh, the Nets Lakers NBA Finals sweep, oh, which was 2 I think. Alien, uh, which we haven't talked about aliens on the show today, but Alien says pretty obvious now the Niners' run game would have tore up the Eagles if we hadn't run out of QBs. Other than the most important position on the field being constantly hurt, Niners would have had the advantage. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Who, who was the other? Oh, it was Jalen Watson. So we had two 
seventh rounders in the Super Bowl. Jalen Watson, seventh round DB. Isaiah Pacheco and Brock Purdy, are they in the seventh round Hall of Fame based off one rookie season? Pacheco was really I I don't know because he wears number 10. You don't really think like that's what a running he is good. He's got a four-year career running like that. Written all over him. You think uh Yeah. I think Tyreek was watching this thing tonight. Should I text Andy? Am I invited to the party? <laughs> Come on over, John. Or or where's it happening? See, see if he can FaceTime live to the show right now, maybe. Uh Bobby Slowick has left the 49ers, John, as the offensive coordinator. But uh not just Bobby Slowick gone to D'Amico's staff. He also took with him um Chief of Staff Nick Cray, uh, better known as the guy that carries the boombox out. Also, did you see he added Chris Kiffin and Clint Kubiak among the uh, staff that he's putting together? Kiffin was on the Niner staff for a minute, wasn't he? Clint Kubiak, is that the young? Oh, they have another Kubiak, huh? Yeah, Niners have a different Kubiak. Who I think gotcha. he probably replaces Bobby Slowick. Or he may be one of the guys that replaces Bobby Slowick. Listen, it felt like LaFleur, I don't know why I believe this, but was more ready to become the offensive coordinator when Sala took him than Slowick. Though maybe if you were internally around the Niners, they would say it's the same thing. Yeah. It is to me when you are, and I get you only have so many options, D'Amico's entire coaching career, because I would say it's probably a lot different as a player. And as a player, he was a defensive player, so he wouldn't have been around. Like, Kubiak, think about that. Kubiak was the coach, you know, his Clint's dad who drafted him. Like, his, mm-hmm. as a player, the guys he was around were all defensive coaches. So then the field that he's going to have, like, being in an office every day would be these offensive coaches with Kyle. So I would imagine... I think it's fair to assume his Rolodex at, on that side of the ball would be a little smaller and be a little determined on Kyle's crew. Pretty big risk, I think, taking a 35-year-old to be your offensive coordinator. I mean, the only thing that mitigates the risk is that you, you, you've you known for over a year that you're about to become a head coach. So you've probably been evaluating him like an offensive coordinator, right? The, the one thing is you know the guy. You've coached with and against the guy in practice. That's the one mitigating factor, I think, to the risk, even though I agree with you. I mean, it's I, I, again, I'm not disputing guys. You know, the connection makes and, completely, completely understandable. You, you would want to hire a guy, you know, and feel comfortable with. I'm just saying Robert Sala felt pretty comfortable taking LaFleur two years later. That's a fucking thing's a disaster. He had to fire him. You know, I, I just think that D'Amico, a lot like Robert, you're just going to be very dependent on this guy. You can't really help them out beside like the, you know, Robert did a good job of the messaging and stuff with the quarterback. But the, at the end of the day on third and seven, like you got fucking nothing to do with it. You know, it's, it's very difficult. I guess is my point. And yeah. we've seen now some of these young guys, it's a double whammy. Now the New York jets job is much more difficult than this thing, right? It was, it was being evaluated this year. I would say LaFleur well, yeah, is probably but, one of the more polarizing just that situation in the league. I, I agree, uh, given the market, but it's a similar situation in that you're about to probably about to draft a quarterback, which is what the Jets just did, right? So like Bobby Slowick might have a big role 
in he's the he's the top ranking offensive coach on the Houston Texans. You don't think he's going to have a big role picking the quarterback that they draft and coaching them, right? Yeah, and coaching them. But I just mean like he's got to pick them now. Maybe Casario's just going to say, "Hey, I'm Nick. I'm just going to I'm giving you a quarterback and you deal with it, right?" But which is how it's going to happen, probably a hundred percent. But I got to think that Joe Douglas asked Mike Lafleur, "What do you think?" Just like Nick Casario, I mean, it'd be kind of crazy. I think not to ask Bobby Slowick. I'm not going to take your guy necessarily, but what do you think, Bobby? He's the highest ranking offensive coach on the Houston Texans now. He just went from the Niners run game coordinator to the highest ranking coach on the Houston Texans offense. But one thing that will immediately, let's just pick the three guys. If they end up with Bryce, CJ, or Will Levis, that is a very difficult thing to like. That That's a immediately a famous, especially Bryce or, or CJ Stroud, like, People really keep an eye on you. And Will yeah. Levis is like, God, that's a swing for the fences. How's this thing going to go? I'm just saying it becomes the Jets job really fast. Like it becomes, that, I know it's not the Jets is the only difference. But this is back to my point on D'Amico. Would he have been better off just like, I know it's easier said than done, but is there just a, a 50-year-old guy who's called some plays here and there, you know, who just knows what he's doing? You know, like, well, it's not that hard to find a 50-year-old guy who's called a few plays. Like those guys are all over the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Is the one you like or that you think is good? Like, could he? Yeah. Who else is on? Like, could he take in? Like, I'm not saying he's wrong. I, 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 I guess my overall point is, it, we just saw it blow up in Sala's face. Same type deal. Young mid thirties, five ten, buck seventy five to eighty five, blonde haired white guy, who Kyle taught all of his little tricks to. Because clearly, here's what I will say: like McDaniel's probably better than all these guys, right? I think Mike might have some more pitches when it comes to schematically and coaching. Yeah, I don't know how great of the head coach, and we'll see how that goes. But I saw enough this year to go. I think Mike fucking kind of knows what he's doing with offensive schemes. Uh, yeah, I think. It's- <laughs> I it, it, Mike McDaniel, if he was available tomorrow, would be my number one. Like. How many people would offer Mike McDaniel an offensive coordinator job if he was just available next year? Holy, like, holy! Would he have a t- would he have a ton of offers? Yeah. So the uh, overall, most of these guys aren't going to be that, right? <laughs> it's very, very difficult. But aren't going to be Mike McDaniel. But I think once you get you get put under the umbrella of like, is this the next Shanahan, McVay, Lafleur, McDaniel? Well, we just saw LaFleur was not even LaFleur. Uh, Did you see the story that he had Cliff? Cliff flew back from Thailand to talk to him? Yeah. Uh, but he didn't hire him? Cliff was like, I'm shutting it down. I don't need any of this. And D'Amico's like, could you make a 23-hour flight? <laughs> uh, actually, never mind, Cliff. I'm going with uh, Bobby Slowick. <laughs> yeah. Cliff's like, I'm back off the grid. Uh, how about Aaron Andrews not being able to get an update on Patrick Holmes' injury at halftime because, uh, quote-unquote, uh, it is the Chiefs' policy. Sorry, let me get my mic. Uh, it's the Chiefs' policy that Andy Reid does not speak to reporters or is not made available at halftimes in games in which the Chiefs are trailing. I'd never heard of that one, John. That was a new one tonight. Shame that Andy gets muzzled by his PR staff like that, you know? <laughs> Real big shame. <laughs> And he's like, I wish I could talk, but team policy that I made. Sorry. Yeah, my, 
I think his guy's his PR guy's name's Ted Cruz. He's like, Ted, just won't allow it, guys. Not on his watch. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, well, you know, Niners uh, offensive staff is a um, is a storyline to follow. Three people currently on it. Uh, <laughs> and anything else we missed? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff from the game that we didn't get to. But oh, yeah, I'm a- sure Debo will have a take tomorrow on someone's podcast. Yeah, yeah, we get like, <laughs> we got to talk this week about. Uh, you know, just the Niners go to the link. Niners play. Niners go to Philly this year, and um, you know, Rams. I don't know. Did the Rams have a Super Bowl hangover? Did they just get a bunch of guys hurt? Hard to say. Maybe a little of both. But um, you know, you're gonna get me a uh, hungry, hungry Eagles team in 2023. Well, the you would think Seattle doesn't have a quarterback currently, and the Cardinals don't have a coach, so those are kind of important things in the division. Uh, I, I, I do wonder, I mean, this will be an off-season topic on Seattle come back to earth a little bit next year, or are they just, is Pete just, their ceiling might not be as high now, or are they just going to be a tough motherfucker? I mean, they're just going to add some dudes. They're just, they kind of got a culture. That's yeah, probably, I think, I, saying it out loud, that's probably more likely they're a 7-10 to 10 win team just moving forward. I think if Geno's their quarterback, they we saw, pro, I, I think we saw their ceiling this year. They, they could be there again, because they probably have a high floor also. That's what I meant. Like they're yeah. they're just they're not going to be some shitty operation, right? No, they got picks too. Don't they have uh, uh, Nate Hackett's picks? Yeah, they got Nate Hackett's picks. <laughs> so, which is the picks that they prefer anyway? Oh, actually, those are good picks. So I don't know. Maybe they'll trade back. Yeah, he'll trade back. He'll have every pick in the second round. Like you can trade for Gary Payton, just give 17 second rounders for a guy that can't play. Uh, <laughs> I saw the 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 Warriors. Well, the latest story, I well, not the latest. I didn't see much after this morning. Was that the Warriors wanted to accept him in the trade, but still file a grievance? They wanted to make sure that they could take the trade, but still file a grievance about how they found out about his injury. The final story, part of the story I saw was like they will not renege on the trade. Everyone's going to their places, but they're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a great reflection on Wiseman? Because ultimately, if they just did, everyone would go back to their spots and they would just be stuck with James Wiseman. Uh, no, we'll take a, a hurt. I think it's also reflective of the Warriors are just they just get us to the playoffs like the regular. We'll just whatever. Just we need GP2 for the postseason. Nick says um, I, John Lynch mentioned in an interview that I listened to that Bobby Slowick is the reason Purdy was evaluated and drafted. I mean, Slowick I remember Kyle, Kyle saying. I heard him say to like Papa, or maybe it was like a Mayoko, one of those interviews he does on for NBC Sports. That basically, like in a year where they're not going to take quarterbacks, he just gives it to his staff. Like you evaluate some late guys, rank them, and the couple guys you like the most all peak at. So I think that's very believable, right? That the the personnel staff goes here are guys from the fifth to undrafted free agents. Here are twelve of them. And then one guy's pounding the table, and maybe Greece is like, fuck, kind of like this guy too. Kyle watches him. That to me is how that all kind of comes to fruition. So I could see Slowick going, like, I really like this guy. And then he ends up, you know, Kyle peeks at him. Yeah, let's just draft the guy. And then you draft him because I heard the same thing why Skylar Thompson was drafted, you know, 15 spots ahead is because a team that I know of had a deal in place to make him an undrafted free agent. And the Dolphins like him too. 
And he tells him, like, well, I'm going here as an undrafted free agent when they're on the horn with him, like, hey, we'll give you a, the max signing bonus. He's like, well, like, fuck it, let's just draft him. Yeah. Right? And I wonder, same thing with Purdy, like, we like this guy enough. Who else are we going to draft? There's no guarantee we get him to camp because there's really the only difference is he got 77,000 signing bonus, or I think the max you can give now is 25. So we pay an extra 50 grand to know we get him. It doesn't actually mean anything to us like this pit, right? If if there's no one else to pick, it's not like we're taking him over that we love this guy that we would have taken the fourth round. Just take the guy. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to not give slow a credit, but it's just that's usually how it kind of works. I mean, I'm trying to get the personnel staff like that. The, the Slowick just doesn't go rogue on his own. Like I found this guy at Iowa State. Like they they get given players, but maybe there was some somebody says, guys, we really need to look at this guy, which that happens to. But I would say he was and Kyle and Kyle's like Bobby, you get the seventh round. John Lynch is like, what the fuck, man? Um, I mean, I, w- I do wonder, given that he ran the ball, if they would have drafted Skylar Thompson, given that they would have thought like. He could, he'll do the, if something were to happen to Trey, this guy will run the same offense Trey would run and some of the run plays and all of that. I was talking some shit in that game to a buddy against the Bills, that opening wild card game. And my buddy responded, was clearly really liked him. He's like, bro, you were being way too harsh. I, I think people were very intrigued. He's like, high character guy. He's got some tools. But Purdy didn't just get drafted because he started a lot. Like he, he has some things going for him. I, I do think Skyler had some more physical tools, right? a little bigger, stronger arm. Doesn't mean I would take Purdy's a better player, but you know I, I, get, I understand why people might like Skyler a little more. Regardless, I mean I take a little Purdy on my squad any day of the week. Somebody in the chat just said Chad Henney just announced his retirement. Is that true? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Chad Henney just retired. <laughs> Calling it a career, and he oh John he he did a he did like an nil deal. Look at this. I'm gonna put this in the uh, in for those of you uh, listening. I'll describe it here in a second. But Chad Henney did an Instagram post, and he said uh, he's got a picture of him holding a Bud Light, and it says calling it a career, capping off with an at Bud Light and another ring. I think he did a sponsored post on his way out the door. Say this, the best thing that ever happened to him was fucking Veach and Andy got on the horn. He accepted their offer. Because <laughs> that uh, pretty good run, those five years backing up old Mahomes. <laughs> I'd, I, I would imagine if you asked him, probably doesn't get any better than that little run. And then he even got some moments throughout it, right? He got to make some plays. People thought really highly of him. They got a nickname, Playoff Chad, a couple weeks ago. He threw like two passes. <laughs> uh, chat also says Debo just tweeted. Let's pull up Debo's tweet here. Debo, uh, re- David Lombardi tweeted, penalty on Bradbury after Debo's comments, open eyes, mouth emoji. And Debo retweeted and said, believe me now, laughy, laughy, zip lips. Which, Debo, you've been talking for a week. You can't do the zip lips emoji. <laughs> yeah, Debo, I, I, I would say the zipped lips emoji is not one that should be on your emojis. I appreciate it. I mean, especially knowing you're going to play next year. Now, Bradbury, he's a free agent, right? He may not be back on the Eagles, but uh, I like Debo creating a little. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Debo buzz is big. Debo buzz is different Different buzz this offseason. I'd say this is about Kyle Shanahan's coaching style. 
opposite of Belichick, just letting his guys run free? <laughs> well, I think Kyle feels like he's been off the grid for, for two weeks as players are out there without a coach right now. That's what it feels like. <laughs> would would the Patriot teams of those 20 years ever have just been this freelancing out there on their own? Talking no, about shit? No chance. I, I would say, listen, I'm pro-Kyle, but button this up a little bit. You're right. I, I feel like he's not even – he doesn't – I believe him when he's like, I don't fucking have Twitter. He doesn't give yeah. a shit. No one's got their hands on the wheel right now. <laughs> not a soul. Captain feels, is, Captain is uh, MIA. It does, it does not feel like Debo's going to slow down. He's going to be bored. Last year, he just demanded a trade for no reason. We're going to wake up Monday. Debo's going to not have like a branded partnered show. He's just going to be going live on YouTube. Actually, Debo goes live on Instagram for years. He's been doing that. Yeah, he does Twitch and stuff. He's got, I give over under... Some comments by him over the next month at like four and a half of like, well, here he says something again. <laughs> he's I'm, paid. What well, I mean, he's, I'm for he's paid and bored. What does he have to lose? <laughs> That's I saw a buddy of mine texting me when there was, you know, the the reports that we'll finish on this. The reports of uh, alien UFO sightings. And I well, the general say, said we 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 don't know what it was. We don't know what it is. So a buddy of mine texted me. He's like, probably just a bored billionaire from another galaxy. True. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. All right. On that note, uh, let's have a great week, everybody, and uh, plenty to talk about. Thanks for hanging with us. Share, like, subscribe, mailbag. That that'll be uh, that sucker. Uh, I'll admit we will. Uh, we've ignored the mailbag for a little while now. It's been neglected, so we'll get back into that. Uh, you can get in the mailbag by going to the uh, Apple Podcast. Leave us a review there, five stars, and leave your question in your review. Thank you very much. She's putting the Lombardi over people's mouths at an angle and then pouring champagne down it. Just going around the horn. Luge? Players. Champagne <laughs> Lombardi luge. They're going to Lombardi champagne luge. <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> All right. Well, we get a we get a Chiefs parade this week. So Mitch Holt this time. And then uh pitchers and catchers report. So have fun. <laughs> Thanks for hanging, everybody. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.